you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And on today's episode, well, we've got plenty of football to talk about, believe it or not. Yes, we are deeply ensconced into spring football at this point. And in fact, there's been enough to get to that there's a couple of pretty big names that I've neglected to mention so far. So we're going to get to those two young men. And plus, well, those East St. Louis, that East St. Louis pipeline seems to already be semi-starting to yield some fruit because Dominic Lovett and Tyler Macon already starting to impress Eli Drinkwitz in practice. I've got that and more sound bites from Eli and my reactions as well. But of course, we should probably lead with tonight's basketball game against the Florida Gators. And you know what? Early tip tonight, 5:30 in Gainesville. If you're looking for the start of that ball game, and with the Tigers having had their previous game against the Texas A&M Aggies canceled. Well, it's been about eight days since the Tigers have played. And you know what? I tend to think that this time off will be good for Missouri. Now, maybe that's just me being a Pollyanna and being helpful. I don't know. But personally, I think this team needed some time to get away from the from the actual game grind and preparation for actual opponents and figure out what they're doing wrong. Look inward. Look in the mirror just a little bit more, especially Xavier Pinson, right? It just seems like he's lost the feel for for what was making him such a successful player for most of this season in the last few weeks. I just really think that, gosh, maybe a whole week to just stop and reflect and figure things out could really be good for this team. But unfortunately, as I reported earlier this week, Vanderbilt needed to beat LSU for Missouri to have any shot at a top four seed in a double bye in the SEC tournament. Well, unfortunately, LSU dispatched Vanderbilt fairly easily last night, so no four seed for Missouri. That's definitely not going to happen. By the way, speaking of Vanderbilt, who is now a sterling 3-12 and in the conference, seems like people are kind of damning them with faint praise a little bit here. But they were able to defeat an opponent that Missouri lost to twice recently, last Saturday, and that was Ole Miss. But then Ole Miss turned around, promptly beat Kentucky last night, and I just bring that up only because of all the people on who, are, who get it Disney paychecks over at the SEC Network it just seems like the here comes Kentucky, you better watch out. They're always hot this time of year. Seems like as soon as they said that, yeah, didn't really happen, did it? The Wildcats now seven and nine in the SEC and eight and fifteen overall. Granted, the Wildcats have played one of the most difficult schedules in the country, but come on. They're gonna have to win the SEC tournament to get into the field of sixty eight at this point. I just found the SEC network cheerleading for the big blue blood program in the conference just a bit nauseating, but that's just me. Now, as for these Florida Gators, you got to say 
they've played really good basketball without Keontae Johnson. Now, Johnson, of course, all the way back on December 12th against the Florida State Seminoles, just collapsed out of nowhere. And still inexplicably to this day, Keontae says, he said this a couple weeks ago in an interview, he still has no idea what happened. But the good news is all systems seem go seem good with Keontae so far, and they're hoping to get him back on the basketball court this summer. So certainly no chance at him being a part of March Madness, but considering he was a first-team all-SEC caliber player in the preseason, considering F- Florida's hung in there is now 9-5 and five in the conference, winners of three in, the, three in a row here, you got to be impressed with the job that Mike White has done this season. And one reason they've been able to keep it going is because, well, they've still got a big man in the middle who's a really formidable player. And as a guy who, me that is, grew up playing basketball and I played center my whole life, essentially, well, I'm going to really enjoy watching Colin Castleton for the Gators go up against Jeremiah Tillman. This is really going to be a challenge for Jeremiah tonight. Castleton, a good shot blocker, rebounder, scorer around the basket, and really the secret sauce for Castleton, to me at least offensively, is a 75% foul shooter. You know, considering the dearth of back-to-the-basket true bigs these days who can do damage in the paint, well, there's even fewer of them who can knock down free throws too. So all you young bigs out there, don't forget that free throw line. We can tell what a difference it makes when Jeremiah Tillman is knocking down his freebies and when he's not. And I want to talk a little bit more about Florida specifically and their backcourt, plus another four-star player on the market who is originally committed to Tennessee. Well, Missouri, could they pluck another one from the volunteers? It's looking quite possible. I'll tell you more about that. But first, I want to tell you more about Built Bar. And certainly Built Bar has been one of our longest and most loyal customers as far as advertising here goes on the Locked On Podcast Network. Well, they love us so much here that they are actually resetting the promo code for this relaunch of their great product. And you know what? Yes, the new Built Bar is even better and more delicious than before. And I can just tell you that by personal experience, quite honestly. The coconut flavors, the peanut butter flavors, even the crispy, the crunchy variety. I'm telling you, it's all good over at Built Bar. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to BuiltBar.com and you're going to use the promo code LOCKEDON20. Yes, that's right, LOCKEDON20. And you'll get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. So again, use that promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, two top teams in the NBA's Western Conference battle it out before the All-Star break. Will the Suns and Lakers meet again in the Western Conference Finals? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your shows. And here's my hot take on that Lakers-Suns game last night. That game was unwatchable. 
there was nothing but instant replays the entire time I was watching it. And then Devin Booker, son of Melvin Booker, is tossed from the game, ejected completely inexplicably. So thank you, referees and replay overlords, for ruining one of my favorite sports. What are we doing? But anyway, I digress. Let's get back to Missouri and Florida. And, you know, they've got three really good guards on this team. Trey Mann is obviously the headliner here. He's, in fact, your reigning SEC player of the week. And the thing is, all three of these guys, Trey Mann, Noah Locke, Tyree Appleby, they can all shoot the three. They can all put the ball on the floor. So our guards definitely have their hands full tonight. And that's certainly, along with Colin Castleton, those three guys are your biggest reasons why Florida has been able to not only keep the ship afloat here, they're playing good basketball right now. Now, one thing that Florida does statistically that stands out as something that Missouri could potentially take advantage of, well, We all know the Tigers turn the ball over a little too much at times. Well, Florida is even worse at turning the ball over. So, if you're Missouri, you want to try to take advantage of that. But here's the problem. Conzo Martin teams traditionally sit back defensively and try to clog the paint, get the defensive rebounds. They're not getting out Drew Smith aside. They're not really trying to jump in the passing lanes and get steals. And this current Missouri squad is no exception. They're 252nd out of 300-some-odd teams in turning, the te- in turning teams over. I'd like to say it'll be interesting to see if Missouri has an adjustment defensively, but quite honestly, I think you'll see the Tigers just play their usual coverages. I don't think you're going to see Missouri being overly aggressive in the passing lanes, but who knows? Maybe they will for this particular opponent. And while obviously the big news of the week on the football side of the equation is quarterback Sam Horn, four-star player committing to the Tigers out of the state of Georgia. But you know what? That's for the 2022 class. And it turns out the Tigers might not be done with the 2021 class. In fact, they've got two or three spots still to fill, I do believe. Those could be graduate transfers, who knows? But They could also be wayward former Tennessee commitments as well. Now, we remember that Missouri got a coveted offensive lineman that was originally committed to the Vols in Jamarian Gooch, but now Cody Brown, a four-star running back, is on the market who was originally committed to Tennessee. And just yesterday, he tweeted at our new quarterback commit, Sam Horn, saying, wannabe teammates, quote, with a picture of the two of them shaking hands as opponents in high school. So that's a pretty good indication that Cody Brown might be committing to the Tigers pretty soon, I would say. Certainly not money in the bank, but, you know, these guys, yeah, they like attention, but I think these high school kids are pretty savvy at this point. I think they're smart enough to know they probably shouldn't be just wantonly throwing that kind of stuff out there, especially when you're this close to the actual fall football season. But hey, who knows? I have a feeling, though, Cody Brown could be a Tiger fairly soon. Yet another four-star player from out of state committing to Eli Drinkwitz and the Tigers would be, again, just another really, really impressive feather in the cap if that indeed happens. 
And speaking of that 2021 class, well, some of those young men are already on campus. In fact, quite a few are already practicing this spring, including East St. Louis receiver Dominic Lovett, who has already earned his number seven with the Tigers. And Eli Drankwitz seems duly impressed. Yeah, uh, Dominic uh, was given his number today. Um, he's just been consistent, playing with great effort, making plays, um, and uh, you know made some explosive plays on uh, Fridays and Saturdays practice, and felt like he had he had earned the opportunity to wear number seven. You know, love it is a guy who I first recognized while scouting Tyler Macon. I had no idea who Dominic Lovett was, and while I came away impressed with Tyler Macon, I certainly came away asking. Wow, who is this receiver on his team? This guy's definitely got Division One ability. And here he is with Missouri playing with his future teammate, Tyler Macon, who enrolled early as well. And Eli Drinkwitz had some things to say about Tyler Macon, as well as another quarterback, Brady Cook, that for whatever reason, I've forgotten about Brady. I've forgotten to mention him in the quarterback discussion the last couple days even though I really am impressed with his ability as well. So I have more color on the quarterbacks coming up. But first, you know what? The Tiger basketball team is getting four points tonight in Gainesville, according to betonline.ag. And while Ken Palm has the game as a five-point Florida victory projected as well, I'm a little bit surprised the the spread isn't maybe closer to six or seven, just based on the way the Tigers have played as of late and the way the Gators have played as of late. So you know what? I think I'm going to stay away from that particular game. But hey, you can do whatever the heck you want. If you want to take the Missouri money line, which is currently plus 163, well, hey, I certainly won't discourage you. But here's the deal. If you're going to do that, go to betonline.ag, sign up for a free account, and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code Locked On to receive 50% on top of whatever you buy in for your first deposit. At BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Cade Cunningham. Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? Well, if you want to know more, you need to subscribe to Locked On NBA Draft. Prospects, scouting, draft rumors, mock drafts, full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credential draft experts. They've got it all. So subscribe to, to Locked On the NBA Draft today. And after Missouri received its verbal commitment from Sam Horn, I was talking about how now with Connor Bazelak, still technically a freshman, Tyler Macon, obviously a freshman, Missouri really doesn't need to necessarily sign a quarterback in 2023. Now, maybe they will, but it seems like Missouri is loaded with guys that I personally like at quarterback right now. But I completely, and to really prove my point, Missouri has so many guys that I completely forgot about Brady Cook. And I really like Brady as a player as well. To me, he's got the same, a lot of the same abilities that Tyler Macon and Sam Horn have that I like, which is they're both 
all three of those young men are guys who can move in the pocket, can extend the play, throw on the move, and they keep their eyes downfield. I know I say it over and over again, but I'm telling you that particular trait is maybe the final thing that you need to be a great quarterback. And I think Brady Cook has a lot of those attributes, and clearly I think that's what I've just laid out for you there. Those are attributes that Eli Drinkwitz looks for in his quarterbacks. So here's what Eli had to say about Brady in spring so far, and also what Eli had to say about Tyler Macon, or Mako, as he calls him in this clip. Yeah, it's been very valuable, um, and, and Brady's got to be ready to play and, and step up and provide us with an opportunity if his number's called. Um, he's pushing uh, Connor right now. He's practicing really well and, and playing well, and, you know, Mako's gotten extended reps, and, and he's, you know, for a freshman, I, I've been pleasantly surprised with his ability to create and extend plays. So while Eli's certainly gone out of his way to say Connor's our starter – there's a 99% chance he's going to be our starter. Well, you just heard him say Brady's pushing him. And then Macon is looking really good for a freshman who's, what, two, three practices deep in spring football here. So, you know, just another indication that Missouri is indeed loaded at quarterback. And speaking of omissions, after I got done with my last episode, I realized I skipped over mentioning Jelani Williams and all of the discussion about Missouri's safety depth and their their attempts to replace Tyree Gillespie and Josh Bledsoe at the safety spots. Well, you know what? Jelani Williams had his moments last season for Mizzou. He's already had some reps. So I feel bad I didn't mention him, and especially because, well, he was one of the more highly ranked players that Barry Odom ever recruited. So certainly the raw talent is there. So let's hear what Bear or I'm sorry, let's hear what Eli Drinkwitz had to say about Jelani Williams, who unfortunately is going to be sitting out spring practice with an injury. Yeah, we got a lot of a lot of competition. We've got a lot of guys who uh uh you know with Jelani being out for the spring that that really provides a lot of opportunities for guys to get get reps. Uh, obviously Martez Manuel and Ennis Rakestraw are really the two guys with the most experience coming back. And so a lot of open competition. Again, it's all about individual player development. None of the depth charts will be um, established by the end of this spring. It's just an opportunity for a lot of different guys to get as many reps as they possibly can and figure out where they need to improve. So while Jelani Williams is probably the favorite to start at one of those safety spots, perhaps three safety spots, along with Martez Manuel, well, certainly the fact that he's out for the spring is going to give a lot of guys, including Sean Robinson, a lot of reps and a chance to shine. So we'll just have to see how that all plays out. And once again, if you would like to see the Tigers this spring, well, there's going to be a couple open practices the next two Saturdays, both opening, both starting at 10.30 a.m. If you want to head on down, just park on the west side of the stadium. Think Lot A, Lot C. That area, if you're familiar with Missouri's parking layout. And Coach Drinkwitz was asked why he felt it's important for the fans to be able to see this this Tiger football team for spring practice here. And, well, here's what Eli had to say. Well, I you know, I've been adamant about creating um, 
in uniting the spirit of Mizzou, whether that's rural Missouri, Kansas City, and St. Louis, and provide our fans with an opportunity to support our football team and really get behind it. And, um, you know, it's it, you got to kind of, for me, put my money where my mouth is and make sure that um, we provide those the fans an opportunity to come to Perot and watch us practice. And, and uh, you know, sometimes you can err on the side of caution or you can throw caution to the wind and let fans come to practice. And, man, so far we've been blessed with some beautiful weather. I know last Saturday was, was a gorgeous day for practice and look forward to another Saturday here. And hopefully we can get some fans uh, interested in buying season tickets at Perot and, and get some fans who, uh, you know, have nothing to do on a Saturday and, or maybe they get the daily double and come watch practice and then go watch the basketball game. That'd be, that'd be awesome. So, you know, just trying to provide people with an opportunity to do something in Missouri, specifically in rural Missouri. If you're, you know, 60 miles or less, come on out to practice. We'll give you your money's worth. It's free. Yes, indeed. It is free. And I do love the idea of a double header for sure. And certainly the timing's perfect. Hey, head on down to football practice at 1030 and check out the Missouri LSU game at 2 p.m. If you're one of the lucky people who's able to get tickets, obviously, under normal circumstances, we could probably fill up Mizzou Arena quite easily on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Just in general, at least once a year, maybe twice a year, I'd love to see a Missouri women's basketball, men's basketball doubleheader in March would be really, really fun, especially when you know, just, just to help the women's team, quite honestly, just get more bodies in there and just to have a fun event for all of us fans, I think would be great. And finally, just to me, something that went unsaid there by Eli in his analysis of why Missouri was opening spring practice. Well, it goes beyond the fans. I think that's, that's a great thing for recruits as well. Obviously the amount of official visits you get is going to be limited all that kind of thing. Well, anybody, any recruit, anybody who potentially is going to be interested in Missouri, maybe you're a a freshman in high school. Who knows who you are? Maybe you have no chance at playing at Missouri, but regardless, you're a high school football player. You want to come check out practice? Well, you can do it as well. So I think that the recruiting aspect of this whole plan sort of went unmentioned there. And frankly, maybe you can't mention it because of NCAA rules. But regardless, let me mention this. I'll be here with you after the Missouri-Florida game tonight. Win, lose, or draw with a recap of this basketball game. Hopefully Missouri can get the ship back on track and improve their seeding in the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament. So until then, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Missouri.